Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. It is October 2015, the month and year that Marty McFly himself sets down in the future. To welcome him, we're revisiting the Back to the Future trilogy one movie at a time. In today's episode, Robert Zemeckis' beloved 1985 sci-fi adventure, Back to the Future. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for the Back to the Future trilogy, as well as Terminator Genesis, Gremlins, Spaceballs, Hot Tub Time Machine, The Prestige, Forrest Gump, Jurassic Park, The Fly, The Wedding Singer, and Back to the Future, the animated series. So this is the year of Back to the Future, and there's a lot of hype right now, because Marty McFly is about to make that long 30-year journey from 1985 into... Yeah, but it's not long for him. Uh, well, it's, it's been a long, long time for us. It's been a real long time for yeah, us. that's true. It's kind of like Schwarzenegger taking the long way. What? Oh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Terminator reference for all our Terminator fans out there. Oh, anyway. right. To Genesis of all... Okay. Genesis, wow, yeah. good job. Anyway... We're celebrating Back to the Future because it's 2015 and October just, what, 2015. October of 2015. Yeah, it's time. And that's just the world's ready for a Back to the Future celebration. So we are going to be doing three episodes dedicated to each film in our celebration of Back to the Future. Here, and here. tonight we are doing just episode one. Episode one, movie one. Back to the Future. Back to the Future one. Right. So we thought it'd be fun before we, you know, these these recordings usually have a, uh, a loose <coughs> um, routine to them. We get together, we watch a movie, and then we mm-hmm. argue. Yeah, <laughs> much, yeah. Much like the tagline. That's the format to this. Yeah. Podcast tonight. We thought we'd do some trivia before we watch the film. This is a movie classic, and I hope that everyone in this room has seen it many times because we are about to test your knowledge. And I thought we would do that before we watch the film so that we could see who really mm-hmm. cares. Yeah, I'm concerned because I haven't seen it in a long time. All the yeah. listeners are just going to be judging everybody for getting these questions wrong. So yeah, let them judge. When's I the last time everybody's seen this? Oh, it's been years since I've seen the original. I've seen it a great many times, but it's, yeah. it's probably been like six or seven years. Yeah, since I think it's the same with me. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'd say like one or two okay, okay. so you better do you better do dang i saw it last year I at some point attention. i think yeah. i think these are films i usually watch once a year these this yeah is this is your thing though back to the future, back to the future is, is my star wars josh wrote a, an essay uh a blog <laughs> no call it an essay it sounds more a blog in uh the 2015 standard <clears throat> uh about how jurassic park is his Star Wars, mm-hmm. because Star Wars was created far before any of us uh, any of us were born. I would say that Back to the Future is my Star Wars. So is it in your top five of all time? Yeah, I think I I would have to, based on how much. Based I've seen on what it. you just said, you yeah. Know. Based <laughs> on how much I've seen it, and how much I care about it, yeah. My uh, my dedication to Back to the Future goes far beyond just watching the films. My Halloween costume, my standard <laughs> <laughs> every year <laughs> Halloween costume. <laughs> Is Marty McFly. It's pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah I've seen it. It's great. You yeah, recognize good. it a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I feel is. good strutting those streets <laughs> dressed as Marty McFly. He's got a boombox playing Huey Lewis. <laughs> so let's get into it. I'm ready. We've got 25 questions varying in difficulty from very obviously easy that anybody who just pays attention to pop culture, Abby, don't try and cheat. Anybody that pays attention to pop culture will know the answer to. And then... Other questions that will reveal who really mm. cares about the film. And Josiah's got no excuse. He, he, he watched this last year. Are we going to watch it tonight? <laughs> yeah. Let's get there. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> okay. So we'll are do we, this trivia. Are we bothering you, Josiah? And then we'll are jump into the film. You. Question one. Question one. Are we going around the room? Everyone introduce himself and... Answer a question or what is? Are we buzzing in? What's what's going on here? I don't know. Do should let's go around the room and then say if you like the movie. Josh Josh Porter's here like he always is. Josh, hello. Um, That's me. Um, Mike Jensen is here tonight. Yep. Have you ever seen the movie, Mike? Yes. Okay. Good. Was it a a part of your childhood? It was a part. Great. Sarah Hans is here. Hi. Sarah hadn't been back since Watchmen. Yeah. 
She was a wonderful voice. She had some great Watchmen. observations about Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Did you watch Back to the Future as a child? I did. Yeah? Yeah. Great. Patrick is here. Patrick I'm Port. here. I love the movie. Saw it as a kid. <laughs> Ready. <laughs> I'm Tyler, and I've already expressed my fondness for the films. Yep. Next to me is Abby Porter. Hello. <laughs> she she admitted earlier that she thinks she's only seen the first one, and she probably can't tell it apart from the others. But then she started talking about it, and she was clearly talking about the first one. Yeah. Abby is a uh, self proclaimed casual moviegoer so Mm -hmm. you know you might not get a lot from her tonight but we're so glad she's here she's always got great comments yeah she's at some point she'll start getting upset and someone will have to hand her a microphone (laughs) (laughs) bring up taylor swift at any point and you'll get her fired up next to her is josiah who also gets fired up uh defending taylor swift i sure do (laughs) (laughs) you might hear plenty about the back to the future ride (laughs) which is great i love that ride it actually is now it's got a dinosaur. <laughs> okay, so save it, save it for the podcast. So here we go. Let's jump into question one. The winner of this trivia will receive uh, the best seat. His Blu-ray the best set seat. of no, Back to the Future. Yes. The winner of this trivia will receive the best seat in our movie viewing room. To then take home Back to the Future, Tyler's. <laughs> no, you can't have my better hope, Sarah. <laughs> wins. You're not. You're getting my. Yeah, Sarah. Patrick's DVD from the library. <laughs> Question one. From the library. Back to the Future was released in what year, Patrick? Eighty-five. That's correct. What? We've we've already given that answer Put away. Put the microphone to your your face when you answer the question. Eighty-five. There you go. In what fictional town is Back to? Oh, Hill Valley. Hill Valley, Hill Valley California. Hey, here's a fun fact for you. The set of Hill Valley is also the exact set of Kingston Falls in Gremlins. Mm. And it looks identical. It yeah, yeah, now that you say that. That's Gremlins good. came out after, right? They just used it? Yeah. 84. I'm going to say true. <laughs> it's funny. True? <laughs> true. <laughs> it's trivia. It's, it's yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give him a Question three. <laughs> Wait a minute. Bad Future is 85? Yeah. Okay. Gremlins. One year prior. Anyway, people get mad Quit. when we do that. They they write in and they say, "I can't believe he just said that." <laughs> That's true. Got to clean it up. We got we got uh, some angry tweets about someone. I think it was Peter saying Matt LeBlanc was in Galaxy Quest. Yeah, but I listened back, and someone faintly in the background goes, "No, he wasn't." <laughs> <laughs> That's just Peter. Does he ever know what he's talking <laughs> That's about? Crazy. Peter's not here, so he can defend himself another time. Question three: What is the name of the actor who plays Doctor Emmett Brown? Patrick. Ooh. Christopher Lloyd. That's correct. Ooh. That's not what, just to be clear, and we all had our hands up. <laughs> well, Patrick. Yeah, but mine went first. I'm going to get that Blu-ray set. I'm calling on whoever's hand goes in the air quickest. What is the name of the director, Josh? Robert Zemeckis? That's correct. Yeah, I'm so glad it had to do with Back to the Future. <laughs> what is the name <laughs> of George McFly's bully? Patrick. Biff. That was me. What is his full name? Can Biff. Biff. Biff of miss. <laughs> <laughs> Not correct. Can anybody else tell me? I'm going to give myself the point. <laughs> I was going to say Biffingtons. <laughs> Biff Anyone know the full name? Biff, Biff Tannen. Biff Tannen. That's correct. Biff. Oh, wow. Good Biff of Miss Tannen. <laughs> <laughs> what? what I don't know. We're going to have to check the footage that on that one. <laughs> Biff of Miss. That might be his, his <laughs> formal surname. I don't yeah. know. Surely somebody's calling him. What is the name of the high school principal? Josiah. Principal Strickland. That's correct. Well, okay. In order to initiate time travel. Mike hadn't answered How fast thing. must the DeLorean drive? Oh, oh. Josh. Eight, 88 miles per hour? That's correct. One of the opening scenes of the movie takes place in the parking lot of what mall? Josiah. Twin Pines Mall. That is correct. In the closing scenes of the movie, the name of the mall is <laughs> changed. Lone, Lone Pine Mall? That's correct. Lone Pine Mall. Wow. He's Josiah a fan. Josiah is good. By what <laughs> name... Does Marty McFly identify himself in 1955? Hmm. Calvin Klein? <laughs> that's correct. Hey, that was Mike. I'm sorry. I didn't call on Mike. I nodded, <laughs> and I realized that this Mike's is Mike's on the board. Sarah podcast. hates the movie at this point. Oh. <laughs> Mike Jensen on the board with Calvin Klein. Follow-up. Why does Marty McFly go... Je- oh. Mike Jensen. <laughs> why does he go by the name? Because <laughs> uh, it was written on his underwear. That's he's correct. Calvin Klein undies. Can't wait to see that part. What was the theme for the high school dance, Sarah? Under the sea. I need you to be mm. a little more specific, uh, Mike. Enchantment, Enchantment under the sea. I had it. I had it. Sarah still hates the movie. I stole it. 
What was the name of the band that performed at the dance? Josh. Cannibal Corpse. I'm going to give him a point for that. That's, <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Mike <laughs> Jensen closed his eyes. He's, he's I'm, I'm, watch, I'm trying to look at the kick archive. drum. It had to have been written on it. I just see oh, I got the, the screw heads. No. Screw heads. There's there's a there's a, a gag there yeah, that runs throughout the whole the whole dance. Can you oh. at least tell me the name of the lead singer of the band? Under the sea. No. Marvin Berry. That's correct. Marvin yeah. Berry. What's the band? Marvin Berry and the Starlighters. <sighs> Should Josiah get the point for that? Yeah, he can get it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Josiah is in the lead. Patrick's close behind. Actually, Mike is in second. Mike, he's, yeah, he's gotten three. three. Yeah. Are oh, you keeping underwear. score? Oh, then I yeah I just made that up. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ask him some more underwear questions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what popular song does Marty McFly sing at the dance? Josiah. It's Johnny Be Good. That's correct. Oh man. Damn, During Marty's man. performance of Johnny Be Good, who does Marvin Berry call on the phone? Huh? Josiah. His cousin Chuck Berry. That is correct. Mm. All right. Fun oh, fact. Hot. Chuck Berry wrote Johnny Be Good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'll give you the point. Because he was inspired one. by Marty McFly. Yep. You see how that works there? Yeah. yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Got it. Call that a, a paradoxical. What is loop. the name of the mayor that will one day clean up this town? Sarah. That was Sarah, for sure. Mayor Goldie. Could you be more Goldie. specific? <laughs> Goldie Hawn. <Mike. laughs> Could you be more specific? <laughs> Goldie Be Good. <laughs> Goldie Hawn's not Goldie right. Goldie Underwear. <laughs> she still hates the movie. <laughs> Mayor Goldie Wilson. That's correct. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. On the board. What actor does Dr. Emmett Brown scoff at when told he becomes the president? Patrick. Ronald Reagan. That is correct. I didn't know that, but I might have guessed. We That's also Ronald fun Reagan fact. joke in Watchmen to the same effect. During during a screening of Back to the Future, Ronald Reagan made the project made the projectionist stop and rewind so he could rewatch that scene. Because he loved it so much. True. God, what a narcissist. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he also referenced Back to the Future in a State of the Union address. Really? Yeah. He said, where we're going, we don't need roads. Oh, man. Wow. He had a Tyler Hands level of commitment he to just Back was, to the Future. <laughs> He's just so amused by that. That's great. I how appreciate many, that. How many speeches have you incorporated Back to the Future into? I don't know. I'm going to start doing that now, though. <laughs> I'm definitely going to do that. I think about it. <laughs> What is the name of the device that makes time travel possible, Patrick? Flux capacitor. That's correct. Oh my Flux gosh. capacitor. Microphone I'm too God excited. Sake. I got two hands. <laughs> I don't gosh. know what to do with them. <laughs> okay, here's a, here's a good one. <laughs> <defense. laughs> Your defense is that you're even more capable. No, look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping score one hand, and then I have to raise a hand, and I'm holding it with a microphone, oh and gosh. I get excited. That's a lot. That's a lot to ask. Look, I'm in second, so what's your All right, Shiva. <laughs> Let's get this thing. Who was the first to travel through time? Josiah. Einstein. Einstein, the dog. That's correct. The dog. The Not terrorists the were identified by what nationality? They got to be ah. Russian, right? Sarah. Libyan? That's correct. Oh. Wow. All right. She's got it. Why did Dr. Emmett Brown use the DeLorean when building a time machine? Patrick. He said something about if you're going to make a time machine, it should be stylish. That's right. That's right. He, he said did. something about something. is that yeah. style. Yeah. Style, style was the answer style. I was going for. Okay, I got okay. it. Upon what was Dr. Emmett Brown standing when he fell and hit his head, giving him a vision of the flux capacitor? Mike. Toilet? That is correct. <laughs> Toilet and underwear. That's <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right got any more questions house. about butts? And <laughs> 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 Why? <laughs> Why does Marty McFly lose <laughs> Battle of the Bands? Because his hand is disappearing. Oh. Patrick. It's too loud. Too darn loud. Too darn Bonus loud. Bonus question. Who says that music is too darn loud? Oh. Josiah. Huey Lewis. That's correct. Huey Why don't Lewis. you look right at Mike and then call on Josiah? Right. <laughs> I felt Josiah's <laughs> arm go up. <laughs> it's a fake out. <laughs> Follow up. What is the name of Marty McFly's band? It's a tough one. Marty McFly and the Starlighters? <laughs> no. That'd be good, huh? That would be good. <laughs> pinheads. That's correct, Patrick. It is the pinheads. That's pretty cool, wow. actually. All right. Did you look? Did you cheat? No, I watched the first 10 okay. minutes of this earlier today. <laughs> and then everybody <laughs> well, said, we were going to watch yeah. it tonight, so I stopped. Here's so. our final question. What's <laughs> all what are the standings? 
Uh, Josiah has a commanding lead with 10. The rest of us are way, way behind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Josiah wins. So this is worth 10 points. <laughs> Josiah wins. But here's your final question. What amount of electricity is required to power the time machine? I'm going to say Jos- true. Josiah. 1.21 gigawatts. That's correct. <laughs> A round of applause for our friend Josiah. Thanks, everyone. I want to point out that, that Josh and Sarah came in dead last. So <laughs> I still years. got one or two. She got, she got some good ones. Yep. We didn't record the, uh, we, you know, when we had a Jurassic Park party that me and Josiah were also fighting for the lead in that trivia game. That yeah. But I came out on top. Yeah. You sure did. We do, we do uh, a lot to incorporate trivia. Every year we have a Home Alone party where we yeah. watch the Home Alone 1 and 2 because we don't acknowledge the others. And we always have a uh, very competitive. Yeah, we'll bring you guys trivia. along. We're gonna we're, we'll do a podcast. Yeah, there are prizes and everything on that mm. one. Last year, I won, and I received a copy of Jingle All the Way, the Family Fun Edition on DVD. Yeah, <laughs> and this that. man, he sp- he <laughs> spat on it. I'm sitting there handing him a free movie that I bought from the store, and he's just like. I just, I just wanted to know why you would buy me Family a standard fun. What kind of award is this? <laughs> anyway, that was a great <laughs> round of <laughs> trivia for Back to the Future. Yeah, that was great. Stick right. with us after the jump and we'll yeah, get into go, the film. Let's go watch it. Yeah, that was great. You know, after, like I said... When we were in the past, remember earlier right. when we were in the past? When we did that trivia in the past. I said it had been years since I had seen the movie. I'm sure I've seen it a ton of times because uh, nothing felt new, but also it did feel new because I hadn't seen it in so long. So it's one of those times where you watch, you go long enough to where the experience feels nice and fresh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's how yeah. I felt too. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there holding back from re- reciting the lines as they're speaking them. You were going to be one of those. (laughs) (laughs) When I was a kid, I could do that with back to the future. I think I was best at it with home alone, but I, I did that definitely all the time when I was a kid, but I wasn't about to be that knucklehead. And you want to go watch it again and do that? I could, man. Do you got any lines lines. you want to give us now to show us your ability to do this? I don't think you could do it as the resident back to the future fan. What's your favorite moment? You got a favorite part? Remember when you were a kid and you're like, oh, it's my favorite part? Well, I, I I think my quick answer would be the skateboarding scene. Mm-hmm. You mean the one on the, on the little broken he, board? Yeah, where he's on, he's on that terrible old 1955 Some piece of wood. Cobbled with it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It somehow has the maneuverability of like a cowl skateboard. Yeah, and it's got eight wheels on it because it's just, uh, what is it, roller skates torn apart and they're metal wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Looks and like they apparently these two kids that are riding through the neighborhood have invented these scooters that they're on. They must they must be friends with that one kid who has the spring shoes when he first shows up. I love I love whoever was res- whoever was responsible for the set design. I love what they did with Hill Valley in 1955 because there was all those bizarre contraptions. But definitely these kids with their bizarre scooters and he rips off the top and he skateboards around the town. Like that's, that's the iconic back to the future scene. I liked better watching him on the actual skateboard getting around town like In that. In 85. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. to myself, I actually had the thought I could probably do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> so it sounds, it seems so cool that I was thinking yeah. I could sketch to work and back. And he's just like got an unspoken agreement with that guy. <laughs> As he's riding, the guy's <laughs> just like, well, uh, the guy sees him. This darn yeah. kid, I guess I'll just well, keep driving. <laughs> Marty McFly <laughs> was not scared of sketching. There was a there was a scene where he grabbed onto the back of a cop car and rode away. Yeah. He ducked like down on that one, though. He was like he trying to stay down. Out, of, yeah. out of sight. The part that resonates with me, when I was, I remember as a kid, it horrified me to see Doc get shot up like that. It's pretty brutal, yeah. Yeah. Violent. I was just like, whoa. You're going to kill him off that quick? <laughs> that scared me. <laughs> You're just scared of Doc Brown being shot up? That's just so realistic. It was very, very, very scary. Mm-hmm. I forgot how, how deliberate a uh, cliffhanger that we had at the end of this movie. I forgot all there's about a, that. Yeah, there's a deliberate cliffhanger in each wasn't, of them. Wasn't that added in, though? Wait. The what, heck for you video? 
Yeah. Or, or something like that. You mean that wasn't to be continued? Like, yeah, that final scene was not part of the original theatrical release. I don't think so. You should know this. You're the, You're the one that gets. I was not. Don't you turn this on? I me. was not in <laughs> theaters in 1985. I, like, I just remember reading something about that. Well, now we have to well, find out. We can't just bring well, that up. Josiah, you're the one that always gets upset at us for not fact checking. <laughs> That's me, true. Fact check it. That's true. Josiah always says. Tyler is what are you he's like this man is out of control that's what he'll say a menace. Like, a menace that's <laughs> right because <laughs> of that uh, Mission Impossible rated R thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do spitball a lot of random things okay. you don't know what you're don't, talking about don't talk to me like I'm Peter <laughs> you thought Joey was in Galaxy Quest <laughs> wasn't there a movie that this is this is a, just a tad off subject so we can make penance but wasn't there a movie where Joey was in some kind of spacesuit? <laughs> Because when so yeah, it was yeah, uh, lost in space. Yeah. Lost in lost space. In space. Yeah, that's okay. that's, that's, that's the confusion here. All right, yeah, that makes sense. So well, back to the future, man. Great movie, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you like it? At any point, did it. you really, I, really want a DeLorean more or the four by four more? Oh, uh, that's tough. I, I don't know. The I loved that four by four. I like to picture cool. myself in the place of Marty McFly. I wish I was Marty. <laughs> you were, you're like, man, what it would it be like if my mom had a crush on me? <laughs> so let's just talk about this for a second. One of the gigantic overarching or the, the huge plot thread in Back to the Future is that Marty McFly's mother is just overwhelmingly sexually attracted to him. <laughs> That's right. And it all leads up to a very drunk it, drunken sexual kiss yeah and then he his plan is to sexually harass his own mom (laughs) (laughs) so that (laughs) so that you know his dad can rescue his mom from the sexual harassment of their son now it doesn't work it doesn't work and then she's in the midst of what we can only conclude as an even more violent sexual assault you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a, the movie plays with some of these concepts very cavalierly, and you're like, "What's going on? What's going on with Biff and Mom in this car?" And thank God Crispin Glover comes around to, and Crispin Glover's performance is like, part of you wants to think, "Is he really like this?" Yeah, it's really convincing. <laughs> <laughs> but Marty, he hit. Um, think of what it. I. This is the first time I watched the movie where I was thinking like, "Well, let's get in his mind of." how difficult of a decision this must be. He's dug the <laughs> hole. He's dug the hole so deep that now he has to psych himself up to <laughs> sexually assault his mother <laughs> in order to make her so uncomfortable that they're in a altercation in the car to drive her into his dad's arms. Yeah. She would no longer be infatuated with him, but then the, yeah. George and then the, the first thing that he, when it starts, she's, Mildly into the parking, like she's like, yeah, oh yeah, she's into it. Into yeah, it. yeah. That's, that's the that's the <laughs> brilliance. <laughs> into it. <laughs> that's the brilliance of the writing. When we start out the film, we're introduced to a very uh, unlucky kind of sad. It's just a schlubby family. Schlubby. <laughs> and all schlubby might schlubby be a good family. word. Bunch of schmucks. Yeah, yeah. Eating, eating it peanut brittle and watching. And now the peanut brittles like TV. overflowing out of that yeah. crappy <laughs> bowl and everything. <laughs> Their life sucks. Yeah, they got that awful makeup on them and stuff. <laughs> yeah, the uh, HD version really revealed how how bad those everyone's a- face masks were to age them. Tissue thin blending edge on that. But foam there was latex. no peeling <laughs> though. I was looking for peeling. I didn't see any it peeling. Was, on but it was, very it was wrinkly. very close. Very but wrinkly. No peeling. <laughs> So let's think uh, about this, though, for a second. I thought of this. So he's messed with his own continuity a ton at that point, right? Right. As is evidenced by the fact that he gets back and his family's living an entirely different life, right. including him, apparently. But if they would have had to have sex, his parents, at the exact moment that they did before for all of those children to conceive those children. The way they did. Yeah, because yeah. it would have to be that, that exact sperm and that exact egg. Well, that's not that that's not with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not entirely crazy because the whole point that is about them kissing at the under the sea enchantment under the sea dance, and so yeah, but that wasn't because they, they did it before. That was just no. Because it is because that's that's that is how it happened before. 
Is that's that right? Why, I thought that that was just yeah. like the type of scenario. No, that's exactly what they were aiming for the whole time. I know. Because but. the story about Lorraine and George meeting Marty's parents is that. Oh, yeah, you're right. They she, talk about she it. She was infatuated that. with him because he got hit by the car. And then they go to the enchantment under the sea dance. And that's where they kiss for the first time. And then that's where their life began. Like They knew. Yeah. From that moment. So when Marty goes into the past and he undo undoes undoes that Yeah, when he undoes it. <laughs> undoes it. <laughs> when he undoes the car accident scene with his father in the street and he gets hit by the car, that's where everything gets thrust into chaos and he has to somehow get his parents to kiss at the enchantment under the sea dance. So from that point with them kissing at the enchantment under the sea dance, it's very likely that they could have yeah but their lives are so different after that because yes but they were the, still thrown onto the same course yeah but it's the punch and then marty telling his dad you can do anything basically <laughs> and that was all he needed to hear in order to write well, his books and stuff in the future there's the <laughs> paradox right because isn't that what george tells marty at the beginning hey with way He's more telling self. no you He's telling, <laughs> he's telling his dad what he's been told by his dad. Yeah. So he's instilling in his dad the identity that his dad had already had. Yeah, but with yeah. confidence. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, now he has all this self-confidence. Shouldn't they have been doing it yeah. a lot more? <laughs> yeah, but to like Josh's point, <laughs> if it, it's a different <laughs> egg. So there's so so more kids fertilized. Not only, yeah, not only would it have to be the exact same moment, but the exact same biological conditions and the heat in the room oh or my, whatever would have oh to my. give way to the well, exact back same. Back to the thing. future is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, hot hot update from the internet. I okay, I found it. Uh, it was the to be continued specifically was not in the original theatrical release. Just those words. Yeah, because they didn't anticipate it actually having a sequel. They just wanted it to be open ended. Yeah, and mm. then when they got pressure to to do a sequel, they wanted to hype it up for the home video release, so they stuck Threw it in to there. Be. Oh, okay, that's, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. that's more acceptable that. than them adding a whole scene yeah. to the end. Yeah, yeah. And Zemeckis, he said that like apparently. If he had actually planned on a sequel, he wouldn't have had Jennifer get in the car because it would have limited <laughs> their adventures. So that's why she got dumped mm. on a dumped on a porch well, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but not to spoil the next movie, she, they they write her out fairly quickly. Yeah, well, and not to spoil the next podcast either. Right. Yeah, anyway. this is Back to the Future Part One. Uno. That's correct. But you know what? I was thinking about the uh, the little scene at the end anyway with that kind of setup where it's all exciting and adventure and even if they were going to leave it off there you just like to think like oh wow they must have gone off and had some incredible adventures doxy <laughs> in the future flying car yeah with the flying with the flying <laughs> that car that industrial light and magic actually animated in 1985 that you know that's some precursor computer generated imagery or whatever they used to do that mm. yeah. model on a string or yeah, something. Yeah, there's like some that. green screen for sure. <laughs> a so bit. a lot of it practical, especially in the parking lot. They definitely had fire. Oh yeah, when feet. they're just standing on but it weirdly. They, but they had to throw in green screen in order to get the fire to progress beneath their feet. Because mm-hmm. apparently they couldn't just douse the that's yeah, but was that a guy in a dog suit driving the car? <laughs> I, I think it was just... There's <laughs> <laughs> a question on Someone the Someone had to have been driving that car. <laughs> Somebody had to drive <laughs> that car. It was, was it really remote controlled? <laughs> Someone. Because, yeah, that's, that's true. It wasn't like driving rigid like a remote control car. Maybe they trained that dog to drive that car. <laughs> <laughs> was a good driver. This, this dog suit would only need to be from the waist up, right? I guess, okay. He drove that He drove that car with the dog suit and made like the perfect spin right in front of the Camera like John, John Candy <laughs> and Spaceballs. <laughs> they, didn't have, they didn't have CG. They probably had that very discussion back in 1985. It's like, well, do we train a dog or do we get a dog suit for a guy? <laughs> I don't. What's cheaper? I don't think that I was looking very closely to see if Einstein was actually still oh, behind I the wheel. Oh, I locked on it. I locked because I was hoping for to see something ridiculous that we could rewind. But <laughs> you think it was John moment. Candy from Spaceballs? Maybe that's part of why they picked that dog though, is because it's like easy to disguise, like all she fluffed up, yeah, big old yeah. fluffy dog. Makes sense. You know the the. We t- I think we talked about, I can't remember w- when we last talked about this, but this is one of those quintessential, like, th- this won't happen again movies. You know what I mean? An audience's tolerance for that level of absurdity and fun in the same place. Oh, yeah. And, like, uh, 
just even the notions of like forget about the fact that he was like about to sexually assault his own mom who was you know sexually infatuated with him uh-huh. but just that kind of story imagine some guy now going into universal and being like i got an idea <laughs> <laughs> this movie where this kid is like friends with this mad scientist and they build a time machine out of a cool car and he like goes accidentally goes back and he has to make his parents fall in love but it's going to be really funny and we'll have like an upbeat sound- soundtrack and yeah, it, didn't they you know, what, didn't what was i didn't see it but what was hot tub time machine all about cuz that kind of sounds like oh, it right forget there. that let's let's just I didn't see that. it did y'all see that <laughs> 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 story i, yeah, <laughs> I saw it man are you just okay. asking for our opinions <laughs> on a random movie now <laughs> it sounds so like so he's, argu- he's arguing that it c- you know maybe it did maybe just this type of movie did happen a bizarre device i can i can say with confidence that hot tub time machine is not all all that similar okay. in tone to no. I think okay. I think we still need to get back to Einstein here. Um, <laughs> oh man, look, <laughs> he, in 1955 he was a puppy. So no, that he's wasn't the same. Thirty dog. years old, and he can no. still drive a car. That, <laughs> that was that was definitely <laughs> that was completely, completely different like, breed. No, no that <laughs> was the implicate. The inference was that yeah. was Einstein. No. That was Einstein. <laughs> he's over thirty years old, and he's still chipper. <laughs> well, we don't actually see Einstein do all that much like mo- movement. He doesn't seem terribly yeah. mobile. Yeah, he drove the car. And then <laughs> he ran back God. into the hey, truck. Do you think Einstein is like a? super dog of some kind because then later when they're working on the plutonium he's in there wearing a radiation suit like like maybe he put it on <laughs> like maybe he contributed to the science <laughs> yeah of the, maybe yeah. that's part of we don't know what doc was doing maybe before this is the reincarnated spirit of einstein <laughs> oh, <man>. that's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> you've gone too far so i, I want to know how they know each other i want to know how doc and marty how, yeah Regardless, <laughs> You're not I think that what you were saying <laughs> just moments ago about how this movie being quirky and somehow became that lightning in a bottle that audiences loved was what makes it so great. Because who sat down to put this on paper? Let's do a, a time travel story. Let's make the, the time traveling device a DeLorean and make this kid go back into the past and meet his parents. It's so it's so weird that it works so well, and they wrote in so many like amazing iconic, like scenes and symbols, like the fire tracks on the ground. Yeah, yeah. the The last line in the movie is one of the most quoted lines in movie history, at, le- at least in the, my personal experience. People say Doc's last words, and they don't even know about Back to the Future, they, right? And it's just the first movie that really does the thing where. It, they travel back in time to, and they are affecting the, the future by what they're doing in the past. No, yeah. I have to imagine that. Well, I mean, I have, have to imagine that has to be source of so much science fiction writing at least. Sure, but yeah. in movie format. Well, yeah, then that's what I'm thinking. It's like if you're doing a time, the one of the things that's interesting to me, you're doing a time travel story, and yeah, it's already kind of, well, it seems quirky to us. It's not terribly inconsistent with movies of that tone in 1985, but you're doing a story like that. And then you want to, with all everything you can do with the time machine, because even now that I know what the movie's going to do, and they're sitting there and they're talking about before they take the first ride, everything they can do. You could go here. You could do this. I'm like, yeah, do all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like the world is their oyster. He accidentally goes back to when you know Doc and first had the idea, and then yeah. he spends the entire movie in 1955 hanging around with these teenagers. You know what I mean? It's a really interesting, instead of being like, where Back to the Future 2 immediately goes. You would right, think that future. would be the first idea. You think they'd go into the future. Yeah, to do yeah. something like really high concept, and in, instead he's like having to make a love connection in 1955. It's yeah, really I think interesting. That it's I think that that's yeah. how a lot of people connect to it, though, is because they get to see that that weird relationship of parents as teenagers become adults and then even this like kids relationship to them. Yeah. And how much they're like turned on by their, (laughs) 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 but even with, with uh, (laughs) Marty following around George the whole time, you see a lot of similarities in them. And even there's even a a moment where Marty realizes that there's similarities more than he ever hoped because he didn't have much respect for his dad. Mm hmm. But it's. I think it's, that's also part of why it's great. There's a lot of humanity in it, and you can see 
where George failed initially and his life became something that wasn't so. These are deep thoughts. <laughs> wasn't deep. they didn't this make Marty so proud this movie. to be <laughs> like in that it. family? But then later, just a few, just a few tiny, small changes in your life can make it such a huge, drastic effect on your future. Does that, so does that inspire Thanks, you, Tyler? To Does that inspire you to live every day? To start swinging punches. <laughs> yeah, it's inspiring me right now. That's the last Kissing thing. women. Punch Biff. Uh, <laughs> swinging punches and kiss, kiss women. <laughs> Punch Biff. It's good advice. You know, and then I like how everyone's life improved in the future. So well, Marty's yeah, brother is going to an office instead of freaking Burger King. Yeah, they all ended up in the same place, but the world around them has changed and... It's kind of brilliantly written how it's so believable in that in that they end up in the same place, but because they, they are the same people, but their lives are so much have improved so much because of that. Yeah, what's yeah. the what's the Every, Biff in your life? Everyone you know? got upgraded. It's like <laughs> his brother got Biff, a better job. Biff got downgraded. <laughs> well, you know, it's like karma. It's like time travel karma. Yeah. Bit or Biff got downgraded. His brother got a better job. The sister is now the envy of all the boys or all the other girls, I guess, because all, all the boys are lining up to all the Gregs and her. Craigs of the world. Yeah, <laughs> and then the dad's got some new job where he can decorate their house like a hotel. And the mom's big <laughs> upgrade is that she wasn't so fat. <laughs> as soon as she walks yeah, in, it's like, "Mom, right. you're so thin." <laughs> I'm well, glad he, life worked out better. He did for save her no, from becoming an alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. But she also she peer pressured him into taking a drink immediately. Yeah, that's he's like, true. no, no, don't drink. And she's like, everyone cool does. All right. Yeah, Her, <laughs> sold. Everyone who's <laughs> anybody. Take a drink. <laughs> no, there again, he was psyching himself up because he knew what was about to happen. So he needed a drink. <laughs> he needed the drink. <laughs> yeah, he needed it. a drink. Imagine what's going on. It's like you know, we can't put ourselves there with complete accuracy because it's been so long. But imagine audiences for. Th- they're they're watching this scene where this guy's having to like get his mind right so that he can he can make advances on his own mom. What what you know? What are you feeling emotion? The only way that I'm able to like uh, sit there and not cringe is because I know what's coming. Yeah. But the first time a normal movie going audience is what are they doing? Did they think it was funny? <laughs> was it like I'm about to be sick? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of like what I thought when I first saw it because I was so young i was probably just like oh he's gonna try and kiss her yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah i wonder where audience is like terrified i, I don't <laughs> remember being that uh like un- uncomfortable like i just i think i was just caught in the humor of it i thought it was just it was funny it was a terribly tense and uncomfortable situation but it was hilarious yeah, because there's because all these that, other big concepts of time travel and stuff looming over so you don't yeah. focus so much on the weird twisty stuff and this speaking is, of which <laughs> this is kind of a scene that this kind of scene doesn't exist yeah. in any other film I, <laughs> where where else is a 17 year old boy kissing his mother who was also 17 it's like it's it only can be done in a movie like this yeah, I know. <laughs> well, right. and and apparently only, only has time travel. <laughs> just laid down the challenge to hold him to aspiring <laughs> screenwriters out there. <laughs> so prove then, him wrong. Yeah. Speaking of things you can only do in a time travel movie. So at the end of the flick, you know, you get the two Martys, which is, is always you know uh, problematic in the in the time travel movies. You usually got two rules or two different ways of doing it where you can't have two of you in the same place at the same time. So, you know, if you f- normal or original Marty, when he got back, the other Marty shouldn't have been there because mm-hmm. now he's there. No, no, right? no. That makes sense. So he just yeah. doubles up. No, because the other Marty in the yellow like suit about to get in the car and yeah. disappear and reappear down the street. He's about to. But, but had he not, it would have been two Martys. Yeah. yeah. Had they not, there would have been two they Martys. Just, if he could have just pulled a Hugh Jackman in the prestige, he could have kept doing laps in that thing and just made an army of Martys. Yeah. That's so funny in my head. That's why Doc <laughs> warned him. Is like the repercussions of this won't only affect you, it could be bigger than we can imagine. And not only an army of Martys, but an army of DeLoreans for that matter. Because yeah, he was able to replicate DeLoreans. the DeLorean. Right, because at the very end of Back to the Future, they're pulling into the driveway. Doc's dropping off Marty at his house when we just saw Marty take the other one in into the past. 
So now there is. They must have walked and gotten the the one that he left the up the he, street with yeah, the ice he, on he it. He left no, next to the. So let's let's just think tower. about this for a second. That DeLorean, the one with the ice on it at the end, is the original one that that Doc built in 1985. And so is the other one. Yes. Well, yeah, the, yeah it's, it's all the same DeLorean. But then how are there two of them? How are there not two? Huh? There are two Martys. How am I not myself? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Doc got in it. How are there two Martys? And then went to the future and then souped it all up and then came back. It was the same one. Didn't we do this exact same conversation during the Terminator series? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Can we Everyone talk has about our own time travel so rules? So he would have to have doubled because he would have been born like... Ugh, I'm lost again. So <laughs> I'm trying to think of it like this. He's in 1955. He shouldn't be there because he didn't exist. Right. That's the time travel thing. Right. Then. So then life goes on for Doc Brown. He's now got a note that at some point he tapes back together. He builds another DeLorean. And then Marty is born. He makes friends with Marty. They go to their place. And then this other Marty shouldn't be able to all of a sudden appear there because now Marty has been been born in this other timeline. It's a split terra. It's a split timeline. Well, anytime you have time travel that adjusts any outcome, you have split timelines. You have to. Is that right? I feel like if Peter were here, he'd have a lot to say about. I'm it. sure he would, yeah. but as we d- discovered earlier, he doesn't ever know what he's talking about. <laughs> I feel like if Matt Hughes were here, he'd have a lot to say about this too. <laughs> yeah. I'll say yep. again. I don't think this is as messed up as the Terminator timeline. <laughs> Mm, no, Mike. Here's squinting your eyes like you've got it figured well, out. Well, no, <laughs> I, I want to land on simpler things like the punch. <laughs> like uh, how I can I, as a child, I remember thinking like, "Ooh, that must hurt his arm to have his arm wrapped behind his back." Uh-huh. But then, like, he was in a lock position where his shoulder maybe he, maybe there was a threat of his arm being broke. But what enabled him to push through to punch? And all we see is that he like he he looks at his hand as it's shaking, and then he makes it clenches a fist and punches through. Yeah, but he lets up Would, when Biff pushes the girl down because the whole his whole situation. Yeah, but his arm is locked the whole time, right? His other arm no, is no, locked. No, it seems oh. like he lets yeah. lets him go because Biff yeah, lets go she, of him and then shoves the girl over because he's yeah. just a monster. <laughs> he really is, man. But then he didn't seem so bad at the end, Biff. No, I wonder. The, the other thing I wonder is, did Biff Two become simpler be, by hitting his head <laughs> as hard as he <laughs> could? He became docile. Happy waxing. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> he just loves <laughs> waxing. And that's not a. I'm not trying to be offensive to any wow. detailers out there. It's a fine career. I'm just saying. <laughs> it takes a simple man. <laughs> I was saying, maybe he got you knocked down a few pegs. You don't think that, that uh, George McFly punched the confidence out of him? <laughs> He absorbed his own confidence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite positive. But I think a little bit of IQ points came down. Do you too. think <laughs> that that Biff character at the end of the first Back to the Future is where Zemeckis first got the idea for Forrest Gump? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'd really love to see this simpler Biff taking oh adventure yeah. around the world. <laughs> Are you saying there's a deleted scene where Forrest Gump gets punched in the face by a time traveler? <laughs> yeah, there must be. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm putting it all together. <laughs> I think Zemeckis is like Stephen King and it's like a connected it's all universe. universe. Yeah. Yeah. You love that stuff, Tyler. Find it. Connected universes? Yeah. Yeah. Does he? Does he I, I, love, I love the Seinfeld theory. Yeah, well, that's connects. true. You're always down. You're always fighting for it. No matter how much we discredit it, you're like, but what about this? Well, there, there still could be your ways. Theory, though, your theory is more like the NBC theory. Well, yeah, it's Seinfeld, Friends, and is it Mad About You or mm-hmm. all in the same universe? Yeah. I like to believe that they exist. So in this, and in what I'm saying universe. is that I think Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to that bunch. <laughs> Forrest Gump <laughs> at some point. Apparently, as a young boy, punched by a time traveler. Let me ask you this, though. Did they just completely <laughs> discredit uh, Chuck Berry in this movie? Uh, Chuck Berry is such a hack, man. He yeah, didn't he's yeah. like, not only, he's not influenced. He hears something and says, I'm going to do just that. He copies the yeah. exact riff, the exact <laughs> lyrics it. and everything. It's a new and sound he was and somehow for. the dance moves. 
But then it yeah. raises the question, like, what was first? So, like, did Marty McFly cause? There's all the of paradox. That? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What do you tell us, Sarah? No. <laughs> it's <laughs> the same <laughs> thing. But it's the same yeah. thing with Doc Emmett Brown and the time machine. Marty comes back to the past and he says, "You invented a time machine. Here's how it works." Yeah. So, who really invented? The time machine, but yeah. he had the flux capacitor because of what the vision. He yeah. just saw it in its implementation, but that was the key thing, right? The, the capacity, yeah. Flux capacitor. So the toilet was all in he needed. The, before the timeline gets blown to bits by by Marty messing with it, right? Mm-hmm. And Doc specifically says he remembers the date in 1955 when he first had the idea for the November 12th time machine. So in that version of the of history that we've got in the first act of the movie did all that doc had was the idea and he and the doodle for the flux yeah, capacitor where and he was like standing on his toilet hanging a clock right because mm-hmm. it had to be a clock hits his head on the on the sink and then has a vision of the flux capacitor yeah and uh, yeah. it took him years to develop that idea yeah he's got the formula scribbled down yeah he's got but it he sketched didn't know how much power it needed right so he's it's still and it prototype and <laughs> that what that really means too is with the whole 1.1 gigawatts is that technology in the 50s was not nearly advanced enough to help that vision become a reality right because they don't have plutonium at every corner yeah, of drug right. store. he was hanging up the clock because he's obsessed with time he's always been <laughs> contemplating <laughs> time travel so yeah, that makes right. that <laughs> even has that a clock there he even has a you know, on his giant wall of clocks in the opening shots of the movie, he has a clock uh, that looks like the clock tower with a guy dangling off the right. end of it. Great foreshadow. The movie is full of brilliant foreshadows. It's like this <laughs> vivid tapestry of of like character traits and and like product placement that all threads there's together. There's a drink lot a lot of, of Pepsi, man. Yeah, but it all, there's so many pe- callbacks to previous scenes uh, it's a, it built on top of it on top of itself so well like what give me an example <laughs> well like you're sitting in that in that uh living room of the 1985 original 1985 mcflies and you hearing the story about um about how he met lorraine and they're watching the television show and of course that comes up again like it's airing for the first time in 1955 and he's reacting to oh, it oh yeah and, yeah mm-hmm. and <laughs> And um, and with the the jailbird uncle who's not getting out, and then they they yeah. show you the he's the kid in that crib. In the crib. He's like, get used to these bars, kid. And they say, yeah, he's always playing in his playpen. He hates coming out of there. Which then you know further connects uh, back to the future to Gremlins because M- Marty's grandma is the mom from Gremlins. Yeah, so surely it's the same same universe. Mm-hmm. So Kingston mm. Falls and Hill Valley, separate timeline, separate time, separate timeline. <laughs> hey, maybe that's so it. In a different, in a monsters. parallel universe, <laughs> yeah. There's there's Gremlins and Hill Valley. Yeah. So the other Marty somehow created the. Gremlins. That's where he went. <laughs> yeah. He became Billy Peltzer. <laughs> so that that clock in the beginning wasn't him, right? Because I thought that was like the. Isn't there like a Buster Keaton movie where he's like hanging off the clock? Well, no, it wasn't just a photo of yeah, Dr. Well, Emma Brown hanging. Yeah, it wasn't like... You're saying, yeah. did he become a tiny man and live on the <laughs> yes, clock? that wasn't actually <laughs> <laughs> another timeline. <laughs> no, yeah, that That's wasn't even a is, human is being a at all. Doc Brown from another timeline hanging <laughs> on his own clock. Yeah, I think we can confirm no. I bet. Uh, <laughs> <we're> that, <laughs> that's a big no, Josiah. You can fact check it if you want. <laughs> Let me look into it. But whether or not that was a man in a dog suit. That's the big question. That's the big question. And any of those special features, you guys got the nice Blu-ray sets. D- did they say how the car was driven with the dog in it? <laughs> uh, I, I need to look well. into that. Did they okay. say how Marty and Doc Actually, know each other? No, I don't I know. I feel like they I have talked about that at one point. I, I feel like the beginning with um, Marty snooping through the, the garage is, is enough to tell because it seems like there's uh, it's that music. Somehow music brought them together because he goes over to play his amp. And it's got to be the connection, right? At least initially why Marty 
had interest in this crazy old but they're man. so fond of each other so friendly well yeah they've obviously have built some sort of relationship but i feel like music must have been what connected them because they were talking so um casually and familiar about the equipment and the amp and stuff as if marty goes over there and plugs in all the time Right, so maybe he hired him to make the amp, or yeah, Doc yeah. wanted to just make an amp, and he. That's what you think, Mike? You yeah, he went to the music store, and nothing was satisfying his needs. So, he <laughs> so some guy was like, "I got this guy who can make inventor. some crazy stuff for you." <laughs> Guys, there's an actual answer from Bob Gale himself. All okay. right, according to the, mm-hmm. this is here we go. He says he actually like wrote in to some blog and said this, but he said for years Marty was told that Doc Brown was a dangerous. Crackpot lunatic. That's true. Strickland does talk about you've been hanging out with that Doc Brown again. Mm-hmm. So As said, if the city, the townsfolk knew he's him. the village idiot. Yeah. Uh, so he said, so being a red-blooded American teenage boy, age 13 or 14, he decided to find out just why this guy was so dangerous. Marty snuck into Doc's <laughs> lab and was fascinated by all the cool stuff that was there. Uh, when Doc found him there, he was delighted to find Marty that he thought was uh, that Marty thought he was cool and accepted him for who he was. Both of them were black sheep in their respective environments. Doc gave Marty a part-time job to help with experiments, tend to the Good lab, and tend Lord. to the dog, etc. And that's the origin of the relationship. That's weird. Bob Gale. Okay. Wait, that's but what happened right. to Doc? Because at one point in the fifties, he was so respected. Like yeah. the police officer was like, "Hey." What and he are had you a really doing? like luxurious-looking estate. Right. Well, there were newspaper clippings happened? about the billionaire, billionaire family or something losing their fortune. And I think that's probably because he spent so much of it on failed uh, experiments to that eventually, yeah, he ended up just in his in his garage in the parking lot of a Burger King because it's the same garage from in the original 1985 is the same garage from 1955. Does he say something at some point about having to sink his uh, all his personal resources and funds into making that? I thought there was a line where he said he said that it was the first experiment that worked. The yeah, time travel the time one. So, time so regardless, all the funds have been going into things that haven't panned so out. So if, if that's true, and if the Brown family is making the newspaper, it means that he is well-known. So it's probably not crazy that Marty had somehow heard of him. He's a trust fund scientist. But the, yeah, but the, <laughs> I still think it's kind of weird to assume that Marty would just go snooping around because yeah. he's so crazy. Yeah, I hate to let cynicism creep into this like uh, Mike did when he said that Alfred and Bruce Wayne's relationship was creepy. (laughs) But that sounds kind of weird. Yes, kind of weird is just the same thing as creepy. (laughs) No, it is not. Sounds kind of (laughs) weird. Sounds kind of (laughs) off. How about that? It was the 80s. They were just friends. There's no backstory. Just go with it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it. it's like cartoons back in the day where they like just live in a different house every time or like they're always in some new setting and it's just cartoon logic. You don't have to understand why. I like this the special order of an amp that only Marty, you know, thought that the doc could make yeah. something really loud. It, so that some, he could play his, between the two stories could work, man. His personal pan guitar that he had at that opening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was that I remember about? that being so much cooler when I was little. Now I'm like, man. Well, it's 85. Put like a shiny guitar in his hand. Thank God he so he had a grown-up guitar in his hand. The Something. tape that he was riding around. Well, let's talk about the, the tape he was riding around on his skateboard listening to was a you know a mixtape he had made himself of Edward Van Halen, and it sounded like it was just Eddie Van Halen's jamming, just <laughs> shredding jammin'. by himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what he plays when he goes around on his skateboard around yeah. Hill Valley. Thank God he had that with him so he could terrify. And how come that never came into play again? So his dad legitimately believes that he was visited by <laughs> forever. An alien no, it did come forever. back into play because that the cover of the book that came in the mail. I know. See, he just he coped with that remarkably well. Well, bottled it up and wrote it out. Do you think that he actually <laughs> believed like that that, ha- that that happened? Do you th- you don't think later that maybe he just kind of thought, oh, that must have been some sort of weird dream? Well, or? certainly when Star Wars came out, because <laughs> oh, I wow. thought of this first. Or Star Trek. <laughs> I thought of this first. Right? Who hasn't <laughs> had that happen? Though, right? Star Wars came out. Yeah, twenty years later. That happened yeah. to you, Mike. What you come up with? Life. <laughs> we know that he was good at, at harboring these deep secrets. The his original relationship was built entirely on the fact that he was a peeping tom. That's true, right? And then that, when that got brought up in the kitchen in the original nineteen eighty five 
house. Yeah, he he brushed past it. Yeah, he just buries those secrets deep, yeah. and they're, they're never yeah. And he wasn't back. very sneaky. He just pulled over on the random side of the road, climbed, climbed a tree, a tree in broad daylight, in broad daylight, and the girl is just changing with the window open. <laughs> right three o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> right or whatever. In front of the window is that Lorraine, right? We yeah, that's yeah, what that's I want to know. Well, then she knew. She knows that the guys do that because he said. How many guys that he that the oh that's none, oh that's it that you know she knows yeah. that's going <laughs> on connected that oh, yeah gosh. that she that he hit another one of these yes. teenagers exactly. that means they're just accumulating <laughs> 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 they're just always out in the street <laughs> watching <laughs> her unchained <laughs> Lorraine was a real hussy idiot, I, can't, yeah, I can't figure it no out no one just set <laughs> up like a tree stand up there or anything. You know, it's the darndest thing. They're right What's outside your window. And then, you know, George, he's up there just like panting and slobbering and scrambling yeah. down that branch. Yeah. God, dog, calm down and just sit still for a second. And he's, he's like 30 feet away from the window. He's got binoculars. Is he trying to see her pores? I mean, <laughs> trying to get HD. <laughs> he couldn't get enough. He doesn't want DVD. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm coming around now. Can. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. If he's anything I, like Tyler, if he didn't have the binoculars, he would just climb down and go home, even though <laughs> he could clearly <laughs> see into the. <laughs> Matt would be like, "I'm okay Forget with 720. It, <laughs> just give me a monocle. Or <laughs> just give me a." Monocle. <laughs> I think that all of these characters were written really well, and that all of their like strong traits and characteristics played well into the storyline being pushed forward, especially. Uh, especially Marty McFly, who's a musician that loves to skateboard and is rebellious against authority and doesn't doesn't like being, you know, kind of told what to do. And he picks up, he picks, no, he doesn't pick, he fights against bullies. He stands up for himself against bullies. And like, those are the threads that propel him forward through the whole movie. It's the, uh, <laughs> you know, the the hero's journey type of thing or the monomyth or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the thing that we talk about a lot in sci-fi and fantasy is that when you take a character who's like down on their luck for something and then you put them in an impossible circumstance and you want to see them rise above their circumstances so they could get what they're looking for. Back to the Future is a great example yeah. of one of those quintessential stories because Marty McFly is so likable in the beginning, but everyone's giving him a hard time and the principal hates him and he's car. He can't get the car because his family sucks and all this stuff. And then you get to go on this journey with him. But you know what I was noticing this time is because I always remember loving Doc so much. Doc is great. Yeah. yeah, he is. But he is a freaking clown, man. <laughs> that is a. Yeah. I mean, I, me and Sarah were just cracking up at the moment when he's on the clock tower because it's just like this. <laughs> he's just flailing around up there for yeah. no reason. The bell goes off and he has to spend 10 minutes <laughs> reacting to it. A lot of very exaggerated physical comedy. Yeah. 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 It's a Maybe. cinematic callback to Buster Keaton, I'm telling you. <laughs> you and your Goodness. Buster Keaton. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. Are you yeah. into it, Mike? It left me yeah. wondering if he was actually the dog in the car. <laughs> <laughs> now I, there is a fan theory. I remember being so somewhere. so anxious during that scene when I was a kid, and like he's like dropping the thing, and it's like ripping his pants, and it's very tense. Like, yeah, oh they play somehow the goodness. wall is crumbling when he just <laughs> yeah. steps. And their attention to detail is amazing because even that gap of building <laughs> cements whatever it is is missing throughout the whole film they do so well to write all That's those good. details give in. that script supervisor a medal so yeah. we applaud you so does he zip line <laughs> does he zip line down the wire just with his gloves yeah oh man That's right see that's dedication yeah but he's got like Pump big you know gloves that can take a hit from a bolt of lightning so <laughs> apparently <laughs> <probably> yeah <laughs> they can I, think, I got well, it well, like once, once you connect that that line <clears throat> unless it's broken he's not really feeling the electricity like it's not going through him it's just kind of pushing him away i don't know well even if it went through bit. him so you like, can live it just can't yeah. stop and you he got lit it up. can go through you he, he got, got lit, lit up, up. No, I, but i think if not if you're only if the line is broken between your hands isn't it it's yeah. it, it well Josiah fact check. I'm not on electricity. <laughs> I think yeah. it's if it passes through it's you, cold. it you know it doesn't like. Anyway, he, he's still in the line of the electric electrical path. Right. It's fine. Well, what so. I, what I know is that when electricity is is that high of a let's just make some stuff up. Is that when it <laughs> you do get hit with electricity that high, it just throws you back and it doesn't. It doesn't really like. 
<laughs> go through you almost. Well, what about like an electric fence? Too much. It's just the force. No, shouldn't have force park. He got, he he got whipped off that fence. Have gripped onto the wire. Isn't that the thing where you're like you're supposed to like touch an electric yeah. fence with the back of your hand? Yeah. Also, this ain't real. Oh, because the current makes your the stimuli makes your. But listen, I don't want us to overlook Sarah's new fan theory because I think she's onto something. What if? So there's two Martys, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what if this had been going on a lot more than we were able to? St- we were privy to, right? And there's multiple Martys to the point where <laughs> Doc is the only person who's been trying to work this out over time, and he has then been working on a way to do something with the extra Martys, and that's where we get <laughs> Einstein. So he's like, listen, listen. He Doc has been doing like an Island of Doctor Moreau thing, and he turned one of the extra Martys into Einstein. Which explains why Einstein can drive the car and why he wears people clothes and why he's like so old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was your theory, Sarah? No. <laughs> this is very in depth. <laughs> Didn't she say how that? How could he turn him into a dog? <laughs> well, how could he make a time machine out of a car? Maybe it's like the fly. If you time travel enough, you turn into something. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's not the premise of the fly at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> the dog was in the car with him when they went through time. Uh, okay. and that's what happened. <laughs> Does that count as a spoiler for the fly, even though it has <laughs> nothing to, to it's do It's not with a it? teleporter. It's a time machine. It works. <laughs> I spoiled the fly. What is that? Maybe <laughs> had a different idea <laughs> of what happened. Maybe <laughs> it's like the fly, and if you time travel too much, you turn into something. <laughs> that's not how it works at all. Uh, I think there's something solid there. What I would like people to do is our listeners is to send us your fan theories of uh, Doc and Marty's pre-existent relationship. It has to have something to do with the dog, though. The dog is the key here. (laughs) Mike thinks the amp is the key. But it seems the, I mean, yeah, it seems pretty simple that it is, but. How is Einstein so old? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not on that train. (laughs) So yeah, how did he not? It was no, on the a, screen. He had a different. <laughs> it dog. happened. Go watch he the had, uh, movie again. Copernicus. Well, no, he just he changes the name. No, but Copernicus died and he got a new one. <laughs> oh gosh, he doesn't want to change the name. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Isn't Copernicus so the guy who who like <laughs> so far fetched? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's an astronomer. <laughs> but didn't he do something with clocks? Isn't he the one who figured out a principle to make clocks work? Because that oh, that's another great connection. No, it's the same dog. You're jumping. Into Back to the Future Three. Somebody fact Copernicus. Yeah. Copernicus. Copernicus right. is in Back to the Future Three, and it's all the same dog. It's just Einstein didn't exist, so he had changed. I'm excited it. for us to talk about that one. It's back to the Future Three. Yeah, you yeah. guys remember the first time you watched Back to the Future, and did you just have the moment you're like, man, if I could just be freaking Marty McFly, because his life is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that cool vest. End, yeah. He can ride on a skateboard. He's got that car. cool new Toyota truck. He's got guitar. that truck. He what you like, see in the beginning. He had that hot yeah. dame yeah. callback. He ends hot up getting dame. some cool sunglasses and party. Dame. He had a hot dame. Dame. Yeah. 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 I did. I thought he was cool. <laughs> That's where you're going with it. <laughs> I was going. Yeah. Thought he was cool too. For some Wait. reason, I saw this one and the second one like back to back as a kid. That's a great way to watch them. Yeah. I remember we we got Back to the Future from uh, remember those offers at McDonald's where you could get like a like a VHS tape along with a some sort of value meal. Do you remember that? No. Well, they had that, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we got Back to the Future. And I remember getting to the end and being like, "There's another one." Do they actually go to the future? And then I watched it, and yeah, then there's a third one. I love that in this scenario, going back to the future means coming back to the present, which is the future. For them, I like how Doc looked at us, <laughs> pointed at us, and yeah. said, "Back to the Future." <laughs> in the movie, I know. I'm like, the title what, of the what, what do I have to do with the future? <laughs> why is he put, Why is he putting this on me? Because oh, the audience is back in 1985 when he said that in 1955. Mm-hmm. How did right. DeLoreans do? Are they still? They're not around anymore, huh? No, DeLoreans aren't the most reliable or well bit well built vehicles. So it seems like they'd be a parking nightmare with a. Doors. The doors going up. Yeah, you see Some them every once in a while, but of of course the car is only only associated with the movie now. Yeah, right. that's what I thought. That was interesting too because I had, someone had told me that they were like a joke back in the day. So like when he unveiled yeah, it as a DeLorean, it was like this big like ha ha ha. Yeah, they weren't built well. Yeah, and it's funny that now like that's all we associate DeLoreans with, and they're yeah. like this cool thing. Yeah, they were known for being like uh, associated with 
elitist. Not starting like, in 1955. Yeah, so only people that had a lot of money could afford them. They were like the alternative to like the Ferrari or something. So only rich they people owned them, but they they didn't run. They didn't As we saw in the know. movie. Yeah. What do you yeah. know? All of a sudden you're a car fishing out. Hey, he is a fan of this <laughs> yeah, movie. He's done the research. The he don't know about the dog driving the car. <laughs> yeah. DeLorean shows up in um, Wedding Singer. Remember that? If you're such a fan, <laughs> yep. how come you don't but know more about Einstein? Driving the DeLorean? Yeah. I went I down. Know, I'm sorry. I, I never thought about it. I went down an unfortunate rabbit hole and we were talking about that. I was like, surely someone's figured this out and found just like a Back to the Future wiki page. And someone has outlined Einstein's entire biography <laughs> and good, claims man. that there's a big debate amongst fans over what breed he is, oh, which I didn't no. know that debate existed. And oh, I don't that's, care. That's serious. Where do they land? I don't know. <laughs> There's a, probably a very robust forum out there. So, yeah, maybe that instead, if you guys are listening to this, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, on your morning commute or something. Once you get to work, could you look up what you think Einstein <laughs> is and then, you know, send us a comment. <laughs> tell it us. has to be a breed that can live like 35 <laughs> plus years. In fact, no, I don't want to hear a single thing about Back to the Future if it doesn't have to do with Einstein. <laughs> I want he's flood, the key us, to this. flood us with just photos of Einstein, fan <laughs> art. <laughs> fan <laughs> art. Remember, did you guys have the uh, the Happy Meal toys? Was that Happy Meal or Burger King? Oh my God, it's always back well, to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be Burger King. It had to be Burger King. It had to be yeah. Burger King, but I do not remember those toys. I swear I remember I had like Einstein driving a train. That's the third one. No, no, like he was like driving like a train. Like Einstein was like, it was from the animated series. Oh, I remember yeah, that crappy yeah. cartoon. Let me see if I can find it. I forgot all about that cartoon. Those are some awful video games. Oh, yeah, those games were not good. Do you think you they actually cool? have doggy hazmat suits like in real life? Is there ever an opportunity for I don't a dog know why that would have to exist. But <laughs> obviously Einstein there's one oh there's I one in existence. Einstein wasn't even down this? there with them. He was up in the truck. Why it was it was a happy meal toy, nineteen ninety one. And here lending further <laughs> proof to our theory is Einstein driving a train. He's back at it. Oh, okay, we'll add that photo to the website. Yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's the thumbnail for yeah. this episode. <laughs> 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 knows how to drive vehicles. I mean, a train. A train yeah. is not easy to drive. You got to no. put the coal in there. He's just He's leaning out the window. Einstein's <laughs> a turning. Einstein's a freaking engineer. <laughs> like Peter. Like Peter. <laughs> Peter's as smart as Einstein. Yeah, maybe we should wrap that up. Man, this is a good, good, as good a place. <laughs> <laughs> So as our Back to the Future celebration continues, we're going to be doing trivia on our social media all week. Uh, this is going to be the kind of trivia that's pretty obscure. I don't want to just give you questions, you know, that you can just go Google search and just tweet right back at us. These are serious, difficult questions that only you viewers who love the film as much as we do. You got to watch it. We'll take yeah, the time. You really, really got to figure it. out. Yeah, you got to earn it. They're not so fun. we're going to be <laughs> tweeting out trivia all week and uh, the person with the uh, correct answer is going to get something. <laughs> yeah, they're going to get great. Some. It's going to be great. <laughs> Almost be great. certainly a retweet. <laughs> hey, it might be Tyler's uh, <laughs> Blu-ray set. I don't know. Or it might be <laughs> Tyler will autograph it for you. He didn't have so anything to do with the movie. Follow along on Twitter, Facebook, and or Instagram. Maybe it should be your Halloween costume. Should yeah. I send you them? You should go uh, see them in your Halloween. Costume. My Halloween yeah. costume has been taking me so long to assemble. I've, I've, I'm refining it and getting it perfect. I don't know why I'm giving that up. You were pointing out little things like, oh, I need to get that Walkman. <laughs> I need to get that Walkman. I need to get those suspenders. Yeah, we'll make, we'll make it worth your while. You By the end of this series. Draw? Shoot. So if you're up for the task of Back to the Future's most obscure trivia, follow along. Come along with us as we go Back to the Future on Twitter and Instagram at YouHateMovies and Facebook.com slash YouHateMovies. You can also find out a little bit more about us. Check out our entire episode guide as well as leave comments on every episode at YouHateMovies.com. <laughs>